Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Jeremy Brown. Jeremy, are you ready to do this? George, I'm glad to be here. Uh, I love the podcast. I think you've been doing it for a long time. You're one of the the veterans in the industry, and uh, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me on. Let's do it. Yeah, excited to have you on. Jeremy is the founder of Throne Publishing. They're a company that has published over 400 books, and he's personally published 13 books. Jeremy, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, George, I mean, that's a that's a loaded question right there. But, you know, why we do what we do in Throne, and like the, our mission statement for our business, I really simplified it because really is our mission is our people. And I had tried to come up with like creative, fun mission statements. And end of last year, I was just like, you know what? Listen, this is the deal. Like we're in this business because we love the people we serve, both in our employees, our contractor base, which we have contractors, writers, editors, designers, almost in every state in the United States. They're all over the country. Our staff spans across, uh, I think, three time zones. And uh, and our authors are all over the place in different parts of the world right now. So when, we, when our authors win, when our employees win, that is why my wife and I have stayed in this business now for 10 years. I've been in the industry for 15 in, in book publishing. And it really is that simple. I think we're not called to do something as much as we are called to a people. And according to what the people need determines what we do. And I think it's a really big difference maker with us and what gives us the energy to keep going with all the changes and everything that happens. Uh, but personally, uh, my wife and I have four boys that span from 18 years old to 12 months old. So we've got a, a almost one-year-old, a two-year-old, a four-year-old, an 18-year-old, and we have a big 90-pound Rhodesian Ridgeback that travels with us in our Sprinter van as we travel around the country. We're just gearing up to take a trip down to Dallas for almost a week next week. And so we work on the road. We have a command center that's the Sprinter van. Uh, it's, our, it's our mobile office, our mobile HQ. We go all over the place with it. Uh, we've been last year, I think we hit like 10 or 11 states this year. We're hoping to do almost the same, maybe, maybe more. Hopefully we've got a couple of new destinations on the, the goal list for the year, but that's what we do. George is we're a book publishing company who works for almost exclusively with people in ministry and entrepreneurs who want to write a book, but don't have the time. And we just make it easy for them. Nice. Well, that sounds like an adventure right there. Traveling the country, four boys aged 18 to 1, you and your wife, and a 90-pound Rhodesian Ridgeback. What's what's the dog's name? Zara. Zara. She's seven years old in human years, so she's, <laughs> she's getting up there. She's in her 50s. She's the oldest one in the house. Nice. Right on. So what was it that got you into book publishing? Great question, George. I... Simply, uh, I was going to write my, my first book. So I'm in my early 20s, and I'm thinking what a lot of early 20-year-olds probably think, maybe I certainly did, which is, you know what? I really owe it to the world to write a book. <laughs> I've got a lot of experiences and wisdom <laughs> built up in me. I should really write something down and capture <laughs> my, my knowledge. Base. And uh, I, I joke, but I was going to write a book. And I had a, a consulting business at the time, and I wanted to grow that business, and I knew publishing a book would grow that business. So I went to a, a coffee shop. I sat down to write, and I realized I can't write. There was a short between the keyboard and the chair, and that was me. 
And so what I, I thought is I said, you know, I hate writing, but I can communicate this stuff. I do it all day. And so I just made a little structure for myself where I outlined the book and then I outlined an interview for myself for the book. And I arranged the questions in such a way that as I answered the questions, my answers became the book in a really free flowing way. And that's how I wrote the book in about a weekend. I published it and a year later I was doing business in almost 20 countries. And that happened because of the book. And people started asking me like, hey, how did you do that? And what a lot of entrepreneurs, they create a solution and people go, well, how did you do that? I thought, well, this is probably the way everybody does books because man, it would be miserable to write the whole thing. But I started to explain to people, well, this is what I did. And I started to realize that this wasn't a normal way to do a book. And I was okay with that. So I just started to say to people, listen, if you want me to do it for you, I'll do it for you. And that's how the business was born. And early on, George, I just thought, you know, this would be a great business for my 20s. I couldn't go to school because uh, I was broke. I was a single dad at the time. I had less than no money. And so I thought, I'm going to be able to interview successful entrepreneurs, and I'll write a book for them, but I'm going to get to hear all of their secrets, too, at the same time. It's a great business for my 20s. Mm-hmm. And I just fell in love with it, and now you know I'm 15 years deep into the industry, 10 years in this business thrown, and we're still doing the same basic core model, which is, we convert a spoken word to a written word really high quality way and help people use it to grow their business or their ministry or whatever it is they're wanting to do. So I started because I was just solving my own problem. I didn't, I wasn't even trying to create a solution. Not everybody can write, but everybody can talk. Fortunately and unfortunately, that is true. <laughs> so that is, I mean, it sounds so simple when, when, when you put it like that, but, I, I suppose that everybody feels like to be an author, I need to be this writer person who's going to sit down in front of a typewriter and type away and, you know, rip, rip, rip the pages out and crumple them up and, 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 and throw them in the garbage. But that's, that's, that's not your experience. Yeah. And I, I don't think it can be, you know, the books that we publish are, you know, one of our we have core convictions for our company. Uh, values are what's important to you. Convictions are what you sacrifice for. So mm-hmm. one of our convictions is truth. And that means to us partly, partially experience-based content. I want to find people who are out doing it, who are practitioners, who have all the stories, all the content, but don't have the time to write, so they never would get it done. I like to find those people because they create the best books. And it's a, it's a combination too, George, that when you have the right process, you create a process, you put the right people around it, it creates a great product. And so that's what we set out to do here in publishing is let's make this a process that's repeatable, that's duplicatable, that can take an average writer and make them a great writer with this. And let's do that, plug people into this. And because of that, we can take writers who, you know, there's ghostwriters out there that that will charge people what we charge somebody to do an entire book. But it's because there's not a process in place. It's not as efficient as it could be. So we can get people published a book in their hand in as little as four months from when they start. I've done it in as little as three weeks, which was totally crazy. Uh, but we can do it really fast, really efficient, and do it at high quality because of, I think this is the formula for all entrepreneurs. And I first heard this from Marcus Lemonis of The Profit. It's, if you have a right process, you put the right people around it, you're going to create great products from that. Well, that certainly makes sense. 
So you mentioned that that you made the decision to write your book and that it opened up all these doors. You were doing business all over the world. Um, is do you still think that that experience is, is is true today? What is what is the benefit of 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 writing a book for these people that that you're describing? Yeah, I think it's even more, especially in this COVID environment we're in. I think people desire real, authentic human connection more than ever before, which I think is a excellent side effect to a really bad situation. Um, so we're finding handwritten notes, physical books, physical things are more impactful than ever right now. And that's really what we do, George, is we teach people, you know, you're going to get a book done. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a, an asset you can use. You're going to get an ROI on it today, but you're going to build it. If you do it right, your kids as kids as kids are going to read this thing and be impacted by it. So it's a, it's an ROI today, but it's also a generational uh, ROI when you think about it from that perspective too. And we're finding these old school things, you know, it, for, for decades and decades, ever since I've been in the industry, it's been, well, the books are declining. They're going to go away soon. Technology is going to replace them. And I just don't see evidence of that in the market. Hmm. Um, and I, I don't think they're going to go away anytime soon because people value those more than ever before. It certainly, it might go away someday, but it certainly won't be in my lifetime or my kids' lifetime. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. All right. Well, I think that that's, that's, that's a, a wise and cool way to think and look about uh, look at it that you're going to get a return on your investment today, but also, you know, your kids and your grandkids and, and so on and so forth are going to be able to to read and get your thoughts and your perspective in a way that that probably would never be able to do. So I think that that's cool. Well, and it's it's really a great way to live too, George. Like that's one of our attitudes in our company in our life is like we we want to live how we want to be remembered. Hmm. So if I'm in a situation that's a tough situation, which we consistently find ourselves in, right? When we're pushing forward and we're doing things in life, you're going to have friction and it's a natural side effect. It's part of the game. And so when I'm in a tough situation, I, I just ask myself, okay, uh, this is, this is, I'm telling a story right now. My life is a story. It always is. And how do I want to tell this story of how I handled this situation 20 years from now? And how I want to share this story needs to be how I behave today in this thing. And it's not easy and it's not convenient and it's usually not efficient either, but it is, it does really work. So let's talk about that, that, that upfront investment. Obviously it's going to take some time. You mentioned four months, but walk me through a typical engagement. How does it work? Yeah, well, I mean, when somebody comes in to, to publish a book, George, the first thing we do is we have what we call an awaken workshop. And that's where I sit down with them one on one. I hear their entire story and we walk through all of their ideas. And this is called the burn process for us. So the burn process works this way, George, is, is the idea is if you throw a bunch of materials into a fire, only the things of lasting value withstand the flames. You're going to have diamonds, gold, and steel, for example. And so when somebody comes to us, and typically it's, here's all of my ideas, here's all of my stories, here's all the directions, here's all the pieces of content, here's all the things I want to teach. they got a lot of ideas. And we want to burn those down so that we can find the concepts, the stories of lasting value. And we say that we find the diamonds that display beauty through testimony, the steel that gives strength, 
and the gold that provides value to other people. And that's what we're looking for with the book. That's always the first step. It's easy to write a 400-page book. It's really difficult comparatively to write a 100-page book. And that's always our goal. We want to be closer to 100 than 400. A lot of us have read books where it's like, listen, this thing could have been over by the second chapter. For sure. Here I'm, at, I'm, at, I'm wondering why I'm reading this and I'm in chapter 10. And so that's the first step of the process. And we create a, a whole blueprint for the book. And it's similar. Not, it's, the concept is the same, but we've evolved it over 15 years now where it's a, it's a very structured blueprint of a book. Just like if you're going to build a building, you need a blueprint. And a book is the same way. you got to have a blueprint. And that's, I think, part of the secret of how we make those is what makes it efficient and possible. And then the author sits down. It's the author. We pair them up with an interviewer to interview them and pull the content out of them. It's a trained, professional interviewer. And then there's a writer in the room, and the writer's capturing the conversation and putting it in the form of a book. And that's after that point, we, we bring the book to market, and we do it in a way that's designed to promote the business or the ministry the author is working with. So that, in a nutshell, is it. And really, we try to keep it to about three days total work for the author. So oh, amazing. Of just on, yeah, on average, it takes about 100 hours to just write it. And that's just to get it at a rough draft. So that's where our authors say, okay, if I can pay you X and it saves me 100 to 200 hours and I calculate the value of my time in that, it's a, it's a kind of a no-brainer in just terms of time saving alone. Yeah, that certainly makes sense. Amazing. All right, so you mentioned you're going to bring the book to the market in a way that I think you said promotes the author and the business. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I think every author who's wanting to write a book needs to keep in mind what is their long, their, their short-term and long-term objectives. What's their goal around the book? Most authors, George, miss, op- miss opportunities because they're only looking at one thing, book sales. Mm-hmm. I want to sell a bunch of books. And that's fine, and you should do that. The, the, where they miss opportunities is all of the PR, the marketing, the speaking engagements, the repurposed opportunities of, the book should be almost a year of content marketing already created. It should be a video script. Or it could be a podcast script. It could be an audio book. It could be email marketing campaigns. It could inform the website. And there's so many derivatives somebody gets uh, where, like, our blueprints we create for people, they can use them for years for marketing. I just had an author reach out just yesterday. Award-winning lawyer, lawyer and attorney, huge, huge practice growing all over the country, she published a book with us, I think, four years ago now. And they called, and they're like, hey, do you still have that blueprint? We want to use that because we're going to make a course, and we want to use that blueprint. And absolutely, that blueprint could be repurposed to create a course, and the outline's already done. So there's just so much extra value, and that's what people need to look at and pay attention to because why go battle for just a $20 transaction for a book when if you're a consultant or if you're an attorney, you can have a a $20,000 transaction with a new customer. And if the lifetime value of that customer is high, it's beyond that. So that's how we think about it is it's a business development initiative. And if somebody's wanting to get their message out, we just look at how many ways can this book get that message out while supporting the author at the same time with book sales being one of the many ways you can monetize a book. Makes sense. I love it. So this process, how, how, how much does it cost? It depends. 
like largely on the scope of the book, but it can be anywhere from $2,500, George, all the way up to $70,000. It depends on the scope of the work and the quality of the team that we put in the process with an author. That is a so pretty I think good. for authors, it's Go a ahead. pretty big range. I think any author who's wanting to make a quality book should probably be ready to come to the table with any, at least $10,000. Whether they're that's anything, whether you're working with us or any publisher, if you want to get a high quality book done, you're going to want to invest the most amount of money with an editor and with a designer, because people don't judge a book by the by its cover. <laughs> they judge the book, the author, the author's business, the author's family, the author's kids. They judge everything by the cover. And if the cover doesn't land, they're not even going to open it up. And if the editing isn't good after that point. They're not even going to want to read it. So I really think whether you're working with Throne or any any publisher out there, if they're pitching you on, like, you can get a book done for $2,000 total, $1,500, $500, it's just not a real, it's not a real opportunity. You want to probably come with, you know, we can do them for less than that, but I usually tell authors, like, we're, we're all our carding services for them at that point. I say, you want to have about ten grand, And if you don't have it, I'd, I'd encourage them to just go save up for it. Go sell something. Go do something. And that way, when the book is out, after all the time, all the money, all the risk they're putting out there, really putting themselves out there in the world, they're going to have confidence of, I know this thing doesn't have a bunch of errors in it. I know that my voice remains true throughout, and I know it's going to look really good. That's what you want to feel like when you're launching a book. I love it. it makes sense. You, you know what they say, Jeremy. Cost is what you pay and value is what you get. That's right. And I heard, I've also heard him say, if you, if you pay in peanuts, you get monkey. <laughs> right. So, so you want to, you want to have great talent on your project. I just really believe it. There's ways to do it cheaper. You can go to Amazon, you get it done for free. And some, some people listening to this, George, that might be the, the route for them. Sure. Get their first one or two books done. Just get a product out there. You want to get in the game. So you want to just get in the game. Your first book, if it's your first book, it's just going to get you in the game. You're going to look back on it. No matter how good it is now, you're going to look back on it in five years and go, oh, boy. <laughs> I would have said a lot of things differently there. My first book, 15 years ago or so, I look at it and go, wow. I keep it around for a joke. You know, there's there's two copies in existence right now. One is on my bookshelf in my office for me to make fun of myself. The other one is in my dad's bathroom. And I don't even know if it's there anymore. I should probably check. But that was the last time I saw it in the wild. And I thought, wow, thanks, Dad. That's great. But that's the extent of it. And you can mitigate those risks by having a good team. But no matter what, don't make your first book like the end-all, be-all. That's not it. You're going you're gonna to do more. When you get the first one done, we have a, a year-long program for authors. We just had somebody go through it. She did her first two books in a year. Both of them became bestsellers. And they look great. She self-published them on her own, and we helped her do it. It's awesome. But you wanna you wanna do a good job at it, and and you wanna just get in the game, get your first book out there, get in the game. I love it. Well, that was a solid one, Jeremy. The people are ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? I would say you need to know your story. So we we know at, in leadership, self awareness is one of the key ingredients of being a good leader. And the question I'm always asking people is. If I don't know my own story, how do I know who I am? Like, how do I know what I'm working with? The assets I have inside of me, 
the experiences I have that I can draw on. So I really think for anybody who hasn't ever sat with somebody else to bear witness to them as they share their story, there's a level of being heard and being seen that happens there that is very healing and very clarifying for the individual sharing their story. And I think if you've never done that, you got to find somebody who would be willing to sit down with you, whether you pay them or whether they're a good friend. And it's either, you know, four to eight hours and you just say, this is what I've been through. Here's my story. And they've got to be interested enough to ask you questions to keep, keep, keep you talking. But when you know your story, you know who you are. You know what you're dealing with. You know your, your weaknesses and your strengths. And you're much more equipped to be able to go out into the world with the confidence and the awareness to know this is where I uniquely add value. This is what I can bring to the table from all of my life experiences because nothing is wasted. No matter how horrible of a decision maker you may have been, like me, none of those decisions, none of those experiences are wasted. You got a lot of wisdom from them and it's valuable, but you got to know how to use it and you got to know it's there. So that's my difference making tip, George, is take some time to go through your story, to know your story, burn it all the way through so you can find the things that you have of lasting value that you can share with other people. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. Jeremy, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and how can they engage with you? You know, I'm sure you'll have some some links shared. I think if anybody just goes to Google or if you go to Facebook, we're Throne Publishing Group. We're in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Our website is thronepg.com. Just throne, throne, just like a king sits on a throne, and P is in publishing, G is in group.com. Uh, you can find us on Google, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, all the things. And uh, I, mean, I invite you, if you have questions about your publishing, your writing process, reach out to us. We're always more than willing to sit down with people and help them out. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Jeremy your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to thronepg.com. It's T-H-R-O-N-E-P-G.com and connect and finally get that idea for your book or figure out if you've got an idea for a book out into the world. Thanks again, Jeremy. George, thanks for having me. It's been an honor. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.